Hello, and welcome to the podcast, An Intelligent Look at Terrorism. I'm your host, Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. I'm recording this podcast on July the 14th, 2020. So happy Fête Nationale to my Francophone and French listeners and fans. This, of course, is Bastille Day. This is the commemoration of the storming of the Bastille on the 14th of July, 1789. This, was, of course, was the essentially the launching of the French Revolution. We've all studied it in high school. Some of us have studied it more, maybe in university, in history class. This is a really important day for France. It's when they sort of, I guess, cast off the yokes of the aristocracy and the monarchy and formed the Republic. So happy Bastille Day to my French friends and followers. The Chinese premier a couple years ago, actually many, many years ago, Zhao Enlai, apparently when he was asked about the French Revolution, he is reported to have said it's too early to say in terms of, you know, how things are going in France. Now, I guess this apparently there's some debate online whether or not what he was referring to were actually the student revolts in Paris in 1968. But anyhow, it doesn't matter. The whole point of this is that we had somebody who looked at a seminal event in world history and when asked to comment on it said, I'm not ready to make up my mind on what's happening and where this whole thing is going. What, you may ask, has this anything to do with terrorism and a podcast on terrorism? Well, I'm going to tell you. You've heard me talk and write an awful lot about how I dislike the term war on terrorism. I dislike the concept. I dislike the way in which this has been framed for the better part of 20 odd years now. And still, on a regular basis, I come across articles, statements, speeches, presentations by leaders around the globe who claim that the war on terrorism is going well. Every Christmas season, without fail for the past four or five years, the Nigerian president gets up and tells the nation we are winning the war on Boko Haram. We, of course, heard President Trump state a few years ago when the leader of ISIS, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, was killed by American special forces, that ISIS had been defeated 100%. We hear the same thing periodically about al-Shabaab in Somalia. We hear the same thing about al-Qaeda in Pakistan. And in Afghanistan, of course, when, again, again, American special forces took out Osama bin Laden back in 2011, we, heard, we were all told that al-Qaeda was dead. No longer have to worry about al-Qaeda. In every case, this is wrong. In every single case, this is wrong. Boko Haram is not going away in Nigeria. If you read the Nigerian press like I do, I, and I just take a sampling of it on a daily basis, every single day or every second day, there's a Boko Haram attack in Nigeria, mostly in the Northeast what's called Borno State, but also increasingly in neighboring states. Every single day in Afghanistan, every single day without fail, there's a Taliban attack against civilians, against Afghan forces, on a, at least a weekly basis. There are Al-Shabaab attacks against Somali National Forces, Amazon troops, the Afghan Union mission in Somalia, and every single day there are ISIS attacks in Iraq and Syria. What does this tell us? Well, to paraphrase the Chinese Premier, if you were to ask somebody the question, how is the war on terrorism going? Your response really should be, it's too early to tell. We don't have an answer to this question. And I would argue, we're never going to have an answer to this question. This, of course, goes with my belief that this is a wrong way of framing the issue of terrorism. It should not be seen as a war. Because wars, we like that our wars have beginnings and ends. You know, World War One began on what? August, whatever it was. 1914, of course, ended on November 11th, 1918. World War II began in 
September 1939 and ended in May for Victory Over Europe Day and August for Victory Over Japan Day. This war isn't like that. This is a very, very different type of battle and hence should not be seen through the lens of a war. I think a much better strategy when one looks to terrorism is to see it as a particular form of violence that's been around for a very, very long time. We tend to date modern terrorism, the modern terrorism era, kind of the middle of the 19th century, but it certainly predates that. There have been groups and individuals who've carried out acts of violence that can only be described as terrorism if one uses the very broad definition of terrorism as a serious act of violence that is perpetrated for some kind of political, ideological, including religious reason. You could look at Jewish revolts against the Romans 2,000 years ago, a group called the Sakari. They would be considered terrorists in the 21st century. You had the group the Assassins in the sort of Middle Age period that carried out attacks right through Asia. They would be considered terrorists by today's definition. On the other hand, terrorism as a form of violence, even if it has been around for a very long time, represents a rounding error in terms of all acts of violence that have been perpetrated by humans against humans since time began. Even today, you look at acts of terrorism and casualties. So the Institute for, for, for Peace and Economics in Australia put out their annual you know, global terrorism index, and there were some 16,000 deaths from terrorism in 2018. That's the last year for which figures, I believe, are available. Count up how many people died to acts of violence around the world in the same year. It's a heck of a lot more than 16,000, I can tell you. Even in a place like Afghanistan, which suffers by far the most percentage-wise in terms of this particular type of violence. I, what I'm suggesting here is that we have to fight terrorism. There's no question about that. But the fight has to take place primarily on two fronts. First and foremost, it's your security intelligence and law enforcement agencies, because these are criminal acts. They are against the law. And those are the agencies that are tasked with investigating, hopefully preventing, but in the worst case scenario, if not preventing, bringing the, the, the culprits to justice afterwards. And number two, it's society in general that has to reject these ideologies, to shout down those who propound them, to, who, who, who propose them, who use this kind of rhetoric and this kind of language, to not give in to it, and to call them out, and to report them to authorities when they see people trying to recruit and trying to radicalize and trying to influence. Your security services can't do that. Your law enforcement can't do that. That's your average person on the street who sees this happening, whether it's in a mosque or in a synagogue or a church, or a gurdwara, or a student club, or a university campus, or whatever. It's your average person that has to, who, who sees these things, and yet for whatever reason doesn't feel confident to report it to authorities. Either they're afraid, or they feel that there'd be some kind of, uh, I don't know, ethnic profiling, or whatever you want to call it. This cannot be primarily a military response. There, I think there is a role for the military, but it has to be very, very circumscribed. It can't be the leading edge, which it seems to have been since 9-11, when President Bush declared a war on terrorism. I feel that I'm beating myself a lot these days when I talk about the war on terrorism as a, as a not a very good term. But I think that if you look at it through the lens of the French Revolution, which I said is 231 years in the making, and France has come a long way since then, it's now a fully functioning liberal democracy, which is great, a liberal secular democracy, one of the most secular democracies in the West in which, you know, religion is kind of almost, it's not banned, but it certainly plays no role in the governance of the country. It's still a work in progress. So if that's the case for France over 230 years, what do you say about the war on terrorism, which is 20 years old? It's certainly the fate of that is, has not yet been determined. It will go on for quite some time.
So let's rephrase this. Let's restructure the way we look at it and maybe develop other tools to figure out how we're doing in terms of casualty counts, in terms of plots that are stopped, in, in terms of individuals who are turned away or are led away, perhaps, by those trying to recruit them and radicalize them. Bottom line is, is that we are far too early in this recent struggle against terrorism to come down on one side or the other on how we're doing. So when the Nigerian president tells you again this Christmas, I can guarantee you he will. If he doesn't say anything, I'll buy you a beer. When he says that Boko Haram has been defeated, take it with a grain of salt. When the next U.S. president says, we've taken out this, this ISIS leader or this Islamist extremist leader, this is the death knell for the group, take it with a grain of salt. These things have legs, they have stamina, and as long as there are causes which people believe, political, religious, or ideological, there are those who are going to use violence to, to achieve their goals. We're not going to defeat terrorism. That's, that's, that's a fool's errand. That's, that's a pipe dream. We can certainly lessen the number of individuals who engage in it or who venture down the pathway to it, but terrorism is not going to end anytime soon. So I'm going to channel my inner Chinese premier and simply say, when it comes to our fight against terrorism, it's far too early to tell how we're doing. That's my view. Here's what you think. Please send me a, a line, comment on my on, on this podcast or other blogs that I do. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at Borealis Saves. Or you also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like this content and want to subscribe, please go to my website, www.borealisthreatenerist.com. Hit the subscribe button. You'll get a daily digest free of charge every morning with all the podcasts, blogs, and media interviews that I do. I'd love to hear from you, get some ideas for future podcasts. Until then, until I talk to you again, stay safe. Thank you.